Hi, welcome to Privacy Chats with Rachel and John. What are we talking about today, John? <laughs> so today's episode, I, I think, is an interesting one. Um, and I was, I got this idea from talking to a friend of mine who had some concerns about something in his house. So we're going to title this episode, Is My Refrigerator Spying on Me? So dun, dun, dun. And <laughs> we're doing this, if anyone has watched any of other episodes that we've published, this one's a little bit different that uh, of the two of us, I'm the only one who has gone deeper into this and done some research. Um, so I guess we're going to do a slightly different style and Rachel's kind of going to interview me for this one. So absolutely. Oh. And to preface, I don't have a smart refrigerator, but I have family members that do. I've not had the personal need to dive into it from a consumer perspective myself, but let's just pretend I am. Is my refrigerator spying on me? That's a great question. So I think the answer really kind of, I'm going to say it depends. And when I started going into this, I was I was thinking about it from like really my perspective of what I know about these th devices. And I had a conversation with my wife about it and she's like, well, can all of the refrigerators spy on us? Um, and it's like the answer to that is is no. So where it depends on if it's spying on you is really depending on if it can spy on you. Um, so in order for it to get any content from you whatsoever, it needs to have like a camera, a microphone, some sort of a sensor. And most traditional refrigerators don't, but that's changing. So the the if you have an old timey refrigerator, uh, it probably doesn't have any cameras or my, there you go. Mine is the same. Yeah. So it, it depends on whether or not it has the ability to. And and like when we say spying, what, what would a, a Samsung or a refrigerator manufacturing company want my information for? So, the, so we shouldn't really use the term spying because that's kind of a nefarious thing. Yeah. And to the most part, these sensors. So when I say sensors, we're mostly talking about microphones and cameras. Um, they're not there for nefarious things, and I'm not going to, you know, trying to make Samsung look like, you know, bad guys or anything mm. like that. Yeah, I know, but they're not. I think they, they're they're trying to help us out with things that are good for us. So I, I read a, a PC Magazine article that was really interesting, and it talked about uh, a refrigerator's ability to essentially inventory your refrigerator. So if you think about, you can take your phone. Uh, and go go to like do a Google search thing and you can take a picture. Like, I can go outside and take a picture of a plant and Google will tell me exactly what that plant is and all kinds of things about it. Um, so it can just recognize things and, and know that. So you can apply that technology to a camera that's looking inward in a refrigerator and it could identify what all of the different products are in, in your refrigerator. Um, and then, you know, I guess presumably keep some sort of a database and it will know when you put the milk in and that's going to go bad in the next week or so. Um, so, you know, there's some features like that. It can tell you when things are going to go bad. Um, it might remind you, hey, it's time to buy new butter or, you know, conceivably, and I'm making some of this stuff up, but you're in the in the grocery store and you could reach out somehow to your, your refrigerator and, you know, know what you need. Um, or I think one of the things that they mentioned in the article was the ability for your refrigerator to make recommendations to you. Um, I saw something else about connecting or, or about using your refrigerator kind of the same way you would use Alexa or Google Home that you could say, hey, Samsung, and ask it questions. So it's inter internet connected. So it's really just a smart device that's connected to the internet. 
Um, and I saw another thing when I was essentially looking up a different answering a different question we're probably going to talk about. Um, but but one of the things that it can do is you can connect your phone to your refrigerator so that when you get a phone call, you can answer it on your refrigerator, which mm. seems interesting. I'm not sure why, because I would Maybe just answer you have your phone, phone in your pocket already. Yeah, it's a it's interesting right. to make redundancy on your phone in different applications in your house. But I imagine that's kind of the overarching design of a smart home with smart IoT devices connected where I can do anything anywhere without needing that physical object because I am in I am in the home. I'm in, I'm in the smart device that can do any and everything with it. So this refrigerator's right. seemingly one step to get to that vision. Um when now we talked about spying being kind of a misnomer, but having a camera, having a microphone in my fridge, what what should I actually be worried about then if it is for a good reason of helping me get the groceries I need when I need them. So uh, there there are risks. If you have if you have a device with a microphone, then the device can be recording conceivably everything that's said within this, the vicinity of it. Um and those conversations might be, you know, sensitive. There might be, you know, private conversation between you and your spouse or your children. And even if it's not, you know, information that other people would want to to hear, uh you know, you don't want your private conversations that are happening in the in your own home being out there for other people to to hear. Um, so th- that's some of the risk. And you know, on top of that, there's conceivably somebody could take some of that information that they hear and you know, I guess use it against you in some way. Um, we're talking about so there's also like the cameras possibility of recording something from the camera. Uh, or maybe even knowing that your house is empty for a period of time you're on vacation, like there's no content coming from this device for a while. So this family must be out of town. Uh, I guess conceivably, and I haven't heard of this happening, but you know, somebody, if somebody could through the internet reach out and gain control of devices in your home, like your refrigerator, um, and you know, do something to to ransom it, like we've heard about ransomware and stuff like that, yeah. um, and then charge you, like you're not going to be able to use your refrigerator unless you pay me fifty bucks, yeah. um, right? So I don't. Funny that's ransom. Just, <laughs> it, it kind of it kind of is, which is why I don't think that's really likely. Um, yeah, but it's more is too, if these companies are putting the proper control between, I guess, like what's leaving my device and entering their servers. It's a pretty basic, you know, uh, security measure to ensure that's close to impossible yeah. or, you know, not in in the reasonable realm of you know possibilities with the amount of resources required to exploit that. It sounds creepy at first. Now the use cases make it not less creepy, but you balance the risk against the reward, basically. Yeah. So that's a good point is that like the manufacturer of the device is like could be one of the, I don't want to even say nefarious, but one of the the people that could have access to the data. Um, cause the, and the, the, the truth is that they do, if they're, if they're creating the platform to, to facilitate the ability for you to, like we just said earlier, from your grocery store to reach out to your refrigerator to know if your milk is going to go sour in the next few days. Um, then, you know, they have access to that information all the time because they're the intermediary of it. Um, so they're uh, one of the, the entities that you might be at risk from. Like the way you would protect yourself from them is just understanding, 
you know, what they have, what data that they have and how they intend to use it. Um, and that's in one of those, the privacy notice that nobody reads. Um, <laughs> but I, but I will go on record here in this platform and say, you yeah, know, maybe, maybe we should read those things. And I'll say yeah. we, so I'm not being accusatory. So the other, the other possible, I guess we'll call them threat actors at this point, since we're moving beyond the manufacturer of the device. Um, I, you know, the, 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 the likely possibilities are just like, there's just random people out there. And I don't even like to call them hackers, but they, they, they know a little bit about computers and, and, you know, how networks work. And they call them um, kitties is where I've heard Sure. They, yeah. That's one of the terms that's, um, and they're really just out there trying to have fun and, you know, figure out how many, you know, can I find these devices in other people's homes? Um, and they're 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 really they're not advanced in their hacking abilities. Uh, the way to protect yourself against somebody like that is is just having good, like you know, cybersecurity hygiene. And all I'm talking about there is having good passwords on your devices and stuff like that. Um, there are uh, you know more advanced hackers looking for victims of opportunity. They're like who knows what they're going to do. They might you know record some of the content, see if they could do something to monetize it. Um, but it would be a lot of work for them to get any money from somebody like that. Going beyond like the refrigerator, which this episode is is about. Really, each of those things is just another computer on your home network. And while somebody might not be interested in your refrigerator, if they can take care of take control of that computer and use that as a as a jumping point to get to something else in your home, like eventually they might get to something that really does have more value, like your laptop computer or something like that. Yeah. Um, little, so little leapfrog pads <laughs> to get to the to get to the gold mine, basically. Yeah. So you want to really protect all of the devices that you that you have in your home, and you know, not that like the the most advanced threat actors in the cyber world are like, you know, big hacker organizations that are sponsored by nation states like, you know, North Korea and, and you know, China is often accused of having that. I, I don't consider myself to be uh, 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 a target a, of those. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I'm not a very interesting person. I don't like, I don't have influence over a lot of things. Like, I don't have a, a ton of money. I don't know about you, Rachel, but <laughs> <laughs> I know billionaire. Let the secret be out. So, I, you know, those are some of the examples of the threat actors that we might be looking at. And, I, you know, again, I hate to use that term because one of the, the examples was the, you know, Samsung or whatever, the company themselves. And they're not they're not a threat. They're just trying to, you know, make good refrigerators for us. Yeah. So get us to buy their products. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mission accomplished. Well, how would I know then if I maybe bought a more recent model and... Yeah. Maybe it's been advertised. I let's just say I threw out the manual. I don't. I don't really know. A couple of things. This was the question that you know I was talking to a friend of mine, and he pointed out that his refrigerator has a little light that lights up to tell him that the. I think I think he was talking about a microphone, and he mm -hmm. said that he always turns it off because he doesn't like that he's got a microphone that's just sitting there on in his yeah. kitchen so he always turns it off and he said every now and again i look at it and it's back on again and he's like why does it turn back on and i i don't know the answer i've never like i haven't looked at his refrigerator um and i asked him you know i suggested a couple of possibilities like is the button to turn it on really close to the same button that you would push to you know switch between i don't know shaved ice and crushed ice or something and <laughs> um, he didn't think that was causing it like is it being pushed accidentally um, and then I suggested, well, is it possible that the refrigerator defaults to the microphone being on mm. and maybe there was a power outage, which happens. He lives in the same neighborhood as me. And sometimes that happens for, you know, it's usually just a blip. 
But like if we have a power outage in the neighborhood and your refrigerator turns back on, does it just turn on defaulted to the microphone being on? Yeah, it's like a hardware preset. Yeah, Uh, he didn't think that was it. Um, So I I didn't have an answer to his question, but it caused me to start thinking about this conversation that we're having now. Um, In the research, I found that there's a, a bill that's passing through the Senate and the House. It's called the Informing Consumers About Smart Devices Act. Um, bipartisan support. It was. It's being sponsored by Senator Cantwell, in a Democrat from Washington, and Senator Cruz, who's a Republican in Texas. Um, it was initially being blocked by Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky, Republican from Kentucky. Um, never been a huge fan of that guy, but uh, it sounds like it's going through. So if that gets signed and put into law, it's going to require the FTC to, you know create some sort of a requirement that manufacturers of devices that have these like microphones and cameras and stuff like that, that they, that they put a notice on the device so that when you buy it, you know, this thing has a microphone. Um, and it's, I think it's, it's that's intended. not already required. Right. I know. Um, One of those like, well, no kidding. <laughs> you might, you right. might not know after a certain point when all of them seem to, and then they may vary in the degrees of, I know. I, I like, like your friend's uh, fridge, how they turn on, how they don't right. turn on. I don't know. It's it's like I, you you approach devices, you know, expecting information. And if that's not pushed toward you too hard, you just assume, oh, you know, nothing to worry about here, yeah. nothing to see, which I can't say is the best mindset to have. But it, I'm, I'm speaking to the average consumer here. Uh, yeah, I feel like if you buy a, a, a microwave, it has a warning to tell you not to put your cat into it. Right. Right. I don't, I don't know that that's actually true, but like, you know, some of the warnings that you get are like, really? Um, but, and this one just seems like it makes sense. Like t- telling people that you're buying a device that you're, you're bringing a microphone or a camera or something into your home that, that could be used against you in some way. So yes, it seems like a reasonable thing. So from what I read, it seems like that that is making its way through the process and hopefully in the near future, it will end up on the president's desk and, you know, it'll still take a while, but something that I read suggested that by 2026, maybe new devices will, will have to have this, this warning. But uh, apart from that, um, you you know, just look for generally, they're going to have warning lights and indicators on them. Um, I'm sure both of us, like I've got a camera right here that yeah, um, like has a blue, does, just like my apps yeah. do. All right. So, you know, generally there's going to be some sort of a, a visual indicator that there's a device on that's recording you. Um, I don't know that that's required by law he- here. It's definitely required by law in some other, like in Europe, for example. And mm. it, it probably is in some individual states, but it's not a federal law. So it really depends on where you are. Um, so, but it's common for that to be true. There, there to be some sort of visual indicator that there's something recording you. So I, I would lo- look for, for those. Why don't you think companies are putting those warnings on or, you know, notices on by default as good consumer protection initially? Like, like why? It can't, can't be that hard, you know, just to have a three liner on a sticker and then be done with it, you know? Yeah, that's, I, I love the question. I, I don't, I don't know the answer to it. Um, but I, yeah, I would, I would so much, uh, I would appreciate it, I, I think. Um, but I wonder if they, if they're just afraid that that's going to scare people it's away. going to deter people on, oh, yeah, right away. Like it, giving people that warning says, hey, you should be concerned about this uh, subconsciously, yeah. or there is a risk here. There's something to look out for. And I can understand uh, if you hadn't thought about it before, and that's the first warning you see before 
exploring right. the settings, exploring like why, like exactly what we're talking about, why they're, they need video, you know, a, a camera in there, why they need mm -hmm. sound sensors. If you only thought about the warning first and not the other whys, I think it's yeah. perhaps easier to go off in this land of, oh, yep, someone is on the other end just sitting at a desk looking at me when I open my fridge, you know, um, and yeah. going worst case scenario route rather than maybe a more logical and, and thought through, of course, not being the refrigerator manufacturer. We're not thinking about this first, but, oh, well, maybe you just want to warn me when my milk is low or suggest times when I can go to the store next or answer my yeah. phone even if I'm away from it from two rooms. Well, they're going to, I mean, definitely, I think from a, you know, let's put our, put our marketing manager hats on here for a second and, yeah. you know, pretend to be one um, that I, I, they're probably going to focus on, you know, all of the wonderful things that you can get from this new technology. Right. So it's all going to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns and they, they're not going to want to point out that there could be like a, a, a dark secret underbelly nefarious <laughs> part of it um so yeah so i think that's my answer to your question yeah they want to they want it, the product to sound wonderful would you say it's worth it if i were in the market for a new fridge to buy one for the features yeah so it it i i hate to give you a wishy-washy it depends <laughs> rachel um but it, it really it really does it's it's it because it, i don't know what your tolerance like risk tolerance is something that you and i deal with in our industry all the time um, so you have to weigh the, the risk against the benefit to, to, to you. So do, do I really want to be able to connect my refrigerator so I can answer the phone call in the kitchen without picking up my phone? Or like, do I want this, this new feature that I can have the inventory in my refrigerator, uh, you know, how, whatever those features are? Um, and, it, you know, in the work that we do, risk management is the likelihood of something bad happening. Uh, multiplied by what's the impact if that thing does happen. Mm. Um, so you, you have to measure it somewhat yourself. Like, is yes, I'm, I'm taking on a risk here, but is that risk worth the additional benefit that I'm going to get from it? Um, so I would say this, if you're buying a refrigerator and all you want it to do is keep your food cold and you're not going to talk use it as a telephone, you're not going to have an inventory anything for you, then you're taking on additional risk and getting no benefit because you're not using those features. So, you know, maybe you don't need to spend the extra money for those features. Or if you really like how that refrigerator looks, then, you know, maybe figure out how to disable the features uh, in, in some way. Are you going to value the extra features that you're going to get compared to the extra risk that you're taking on? Right. And I think with more I, I i totally agree and i'm I'm reflecting on other devices that are also connected to the internet that are used for home improvement and yeah. i know that we've learned at least with consumer devices like siri and alexa like there's there's definitely a possibility for monitoring to be going around to, to be real about it though there's very few of us that aren't walking around with a phone in our pocket yes. right so so we're already somewhat familiar with that risk and we've all heard the stories and everyone suspects that you know apple and different you know social media companies are listening to what's happening in your phone and then you know like the people talk about i you know i was having a conversation with somebody about i don't know skateboards and all of a sudden i'm seeing advertisements for skateboards yeah. on my phone um, so, you know, people have that expectation that it's, that those things are happening and guess what? There's very few people are just saying, well, forget it. I'm not using a phone anymore. Yes. Um, so we've all kind of done that risk reward measurement. 
and chosen, okay, I'm going to take on the risk uh, because I really like having the, the 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 features and the convenience that are afforded to me by having a phone in my pocket. Mm. So, yeah. And there's, I mean, there's the question of, do you know before it's too late to make that decision? And I think the more obscure the devices become, the more important it is to put the information out there first, that it is, again, also a smart device that, you know, there is recording and video going on. Yeah. Um, because I, with phones we've learned and it's not wildly unexpected now when an app asks you for microphone and camera access. Um, yes. but it's, it's hopefully, you know, companies being proactive rather than reactive with how they choose to communicate what's going on. Um, as opposed to, you know, after the fact, which again, I'll repeat phones, not super surprising. Um, things like my refrigerator or my microwave, maybe a bit more. So I need, I need it, uh, that, that notice to be way more clear than something I might expect to see as a pop-up on a new app that I download. Right. Well, hence, hence this episode, like I, I, we, we talked about it and thought that this actually might be something that people might be interested in. Cause you know, if I'm, if people don't know, is my refrigerator spy on me? I don't know. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, what else do we have to talk? about here. I talked about who we're at risk from. Um, what what can I do with it? What would you recommend I do with this information? Um, if if I am my or I'm not in the market for a new refrigerator? <laughs> yeah. So so in, in the work that we do in the privacy industry, there's, you know, we often talk about things like you know purpose limitation and use limitation and stuff like that. Um, so I would say to apply that really what that means is in, you know, translating that into this use case is only have these devices or for features that you want to use them for. So, you know, going back to like, like I said, if you only want the refrigerator to keep your full food cold, then don't have these extra sensors, microphones, cameras, whatever sensors on them, uh, or turn them off if they do. Um, like I, I pointed out the visual indicators. So keep an eye on those. Like is is the microphone on and do you want it to be on? And if you don't mm-hmm. want it to be on for something that you're using it for, turn it off. There's another thing. This one's going to go deeper. I'm, I'm almost scared to make this recommendation. But anyway, like I said earlier, uh, a refrigerator that has these capabilities is essentially a tiny computer. And like all computers, it's got some software that tells it how to run. On devices like that, it's generally referred to as, as firmware. Mm. Well, this is the part that's going to go too deep, is it, over the course of time, there's little weaknesses and vulnerabilities can be discovered by, you know, hackers and people in the, you know, that community um, doing research. And they can find weaknesses in the code that can be, you know, leveraged against people. Um, generally, when that happens, the manufacturers of the devices will read will issue updates to their software to you know fix that vulnerability. Um, so the way you would apply that new software is called updating the firmware. And if you look at your refrigerator and go into the settings somewhere, uh, you can just update that, and it can tell. There might even be a setting to tell it to automatically update when a new. Mm-hmm version comes out if that's available to you please turn it on yeah there's um, no reason why i don't think you should because if anything having it manual means you have to wait until you figure it out which right. you know the world doesn't wait for you to push a software update like it'll be available but you'll still be in the old version with a recognized vulnerability until you manually right. upload update it yourself 
Yeah. So, however, like if you're one of those people that has reminders for, I don't know, changing the air filter in your furnace or, you know, you're supposed to change the batteries in your smoke detectors, although they make them batteryless now, don't they? Mm -hmm. um, whatever. <laughs> if you've got those routine reminders to do anything or like, you know, changing your clocks back and forth for, although we're trying to get rid of that too. <laughs> but anyway, have some sort of reminder to, to check and update the firmware. So that's that's one of them. Um, having a good password, and this is, you know, across everything that you have, you should have good passwords. They should be different from each other. They mm. should be long. And I know that people are going to hate me for saying that because of how passwords work, length is the key thing to a password. So the complexity doesn't even buy you a whole lot. Mathematically, you don't get a whole lot of extra benefit. Yeah. It's a way bigger gain if you can just make it longer first and then that make it longer. <laughs> just, just don't make it longer by making it like a recognizable word. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're using dictionary words, that's not really good because they're easy to 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 find in, in what's called a brute force attack. Anyway, good good passwords. If you have the same password on everything, you're 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 not doing yourself any favors. I'll just say that. Um I did find when I in when I was reading some you know for the getting rid of this episode, a different PC magazine article. Um, and it talked about, and I don't know if it was just a specific brand of a Samsung refrigerator, but it said that the password was kind of built into the device. It, it was different for each device, but the password is essentially the last four digits of your Wi-Fi network in your home. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. that's a really, that's really the bad password. password that it comes with. And so the, the user has to change it in order to create their own, no, or is that this I, I think password that, across the board and you can't change it? Well, the fact that it says that, uh, I don't know. I didn't reach a research to see if you could change it from that. So, mm -hmm. so, but just overall, like the fact that I could Google that and find out, Hey, the default password for most people's refrigerators is the, the last four digits of their home network. Even if it is a default Wi password, you know, a lot of people that are, you know, I'm, I'm lazy in some areas too. <laughs> like that just don't, sure. don't, they don't think it's important. I'm not like, going to change it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, uh, so, uh, you know, password hygiene is, is, is good. Um, the other thing you, and you mentioned about, uh, like, you know, or the question that you asked is why don't they just do like give you a warning anyway? Um, so I'll go to product reviews. So I would like to think that if there's, if companies are, are, you know, selling products that have bad, privacy, cyber, cybersecurity features, it's really up to you and me and all of our, you know, cohorts that we work with to, to, you know, provide that information in reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's make that commitment. Um, and you know, if you read reviews and people are saying like, oh, this is a terrible cybersecurity settings or something like that, then maybe avoid it. So, mm -hmm. you know, look so at So if you have the knowledge reviews. at hand, vote with your money. But if you weren't after the fact, you know, pay it forward and tell others about your, yeah. your findings and concerns. Right. And now if you're going to be an activist about this, I'll, I'll I'll jump on my soapbox and say in this country we don't have a comprehensive uh, privacy law. There's like kind of a patchwork of ones in different states. I think we need one. Um, mm -hmm. So you know if you're talking to your representatives, then then tell them. John said that we need a privacy law. They <laughs> might not understand what that means, but I believe John. So do it. Um, so yes, jump on my yeah. bandwagon. Power in numbers. <laughs> Exactly. And last of all, if, you know, in privacy and cybersecurity, use your spidey sense. If something seems off to you a little bit, like, you know, like my friend who said, my microphone light is back on and it shouldn't be, um, then something's wrong. So, you know, trust your spidey sense. And if something seems wrong, it probably is. So follow up on that. Nice. Well, I learned a lot, maybe not being in the, in the uh, refrigerator market again, but for what <laughs> okay. I am. 
and I might, you know, need those features that are telling me when I need more milk or I need to get more produce because I'm low or, you know, there's a wild flash sale going on at the fries next door to me and <laughs> I should, I should <laughs> right. run because it's a big bulk deal and I've been overpaying in my last purchases. Um, I'll go ahead and do that knowing the risks that I uh, must account for. In well, material. You'll be making an informed choice, Rachel, and I. that's the, the, exactly the way you should be approaching it. Yes. Knowledge is power. Excellent. Knowledge <laughs> is power. Yes. So that's it. I, you know, I, I hope we didn't scare anyone because I, you know, I love the new features that they're coming out with. I don't think I intend to use my refrigerator as a phone, but you know, if it can inventory my stuff and tell me when my milk is going bad, sure. Uh, the last so, thing your brain has to do. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Cause it gets smaller every day. It feels like, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got. Uh, thanks for the chat. Excellent. Well, until next time. Bye everyone. Bye.